Listener discretion is advised. Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. Our special guest star, Slim Williams, is in hiding. Which is not available today. He he had a full schedule. We we talked about it. I knew it was a possibility he was not gonna be here. Shout out to the big homie though. Indeed, indeed. What up, Slim? So So we were having a little bit of a a pre-record chat about what'd you say, Christy? I was gonna say we will start calling Slim. The man, formerly known as Slim, now known as Heather Locklear, <laughs> a.k.a. Permanent Special Guest Star. Hi, Heather Locklear. Because she was a, she was a special guest the entire time on Melrose Place. And it was like, no, but you passed. She was like, no, a contract says I'm a special guest star. <laughs> so I feel like Slim's contract now officially says that he is a special guest star, no matter how consistent he remains from this point on forward. It's always very special when he shows up. It's like it is, uh, he brings great energy to the show. Yeah, it's like you know when a Beyonce CD drops, like you don't know what's happening, but you're very excited that it's there. I right? Can't necessarily getting live that, but okay. Uh, you don't like Beyonce? I know I like Beyonce. It's just like I don't get excited when she drops an album. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I like I like how she did her last two though. I, I, I get excited that. over the think pieces when her albums drop. Oh, there's lots of think pieces. <laughs> is she a feminist? Is she not a feminist? Who's Becky with the good hair? She's well, a feminist, right? What is I would like to say is that you actually can't be a feminist if you are a capitalist. You can't be womanist if you're a capitalist either. So many things. Why pieces. is that? Because it's an- the, the two are antithetical to each other. Capitalism, by nature, depends on exploitation. And it is very much dependent on the exploitation that uh, patriarchy brings us. And so the reality is that capitalism, patriarchy, they're all wrapped up in each other. And they are not the friends of feminism or womanism. Beyonce will exploit the shit out of you and your coins. Well, whatever. But she puts on great shows. Speaking of dropping albums, Kendrick. Indeed. Damn. So we mm. didn't get a chance to discuss it. We didn't. I'm here. We can discuss it now, though. What's up? Talk to me. I like it. Okay. Um, The beginning is interesting where he's like oh, killed the by a blind woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was... I had to listen to that a couple of times because I didn't catch it initially. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. So apparently there's an article going around in the Divinity School crowd that I haven't read because... Mm, um. And it has a lot to do with the fact that, um, like, that whole album is based in Deuteronomy. Okay. I don't know much about the Bible. You know what's funny? I'm a sinner. I do know about the Bible. And I haven't listened to the album close enough to be thinking about it. I know it talks a lot about being cursed and damnation and blah, blah, blah. But, you know. 
What do you have Miley Silas playing in the background or something? I don't what that was. No, you hear Madonna playing in the background. That's worse. Sorry. Is it? Mm, yeah. Aren't they equally bad? Mm. It depends on what. I think, what I think era Madonna's Madonna. still trying. That's when it's bad. Like mm. old school Madonna was The bad. problem with Madonna is that she is still trying and you just want to be like, ho, sit down. Yeah. She's, put, it's she's not, putting in her work. But it's she's still that making she's that trying money, too hard. But she's still making that money, though. She's still one of the, the biggest like earners on tour each year, which is crazy. No, I thought it was the Stones. No, nah, I, think, I think Madonna might be getting the Stones. I, I, I think Taylor Swift was the last couple of years. Taylor Swift has been killing everybody. Rihanna's been pretty high on the list. Um, but Madonna is like, like if she's not the top earner, she's one of the top earners the last like four or five years. I'm pretty sure she's been getting that money. I don't, I don't, she hasn't really dropped anything. I don't think, but yeah, you know, she drops an album every now and then. Yeah. But she's, Was she's just like got that fan base heart or something. Or she's got that fan base. Heart you know what I'm saying? Rebel she's, heart. That's what it was. The last one she did. But Away from that, back to back to Kendrick. So there's the one the the track Fear. I thought that was interesting. The, the one, whole thing is interesting. The whole thing is interesting, yeah. but the reason that it stood out, um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I never know how to really have these conversations because I don't have children. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Fear, um, you familiar with the track? I'm familiar with the entire album. They, it all blends in together. So Fear so is the one where he was saying, like, if you do da da da, I'm gonna whoop your ass. If oh you, yeah, okay, got yeah. It. So yep, they're talking. Yep, he's listening. talking about, um, you know, like being beaten mm-hmm. by your parents. If I, if I can, if I can, if I can roll Fear up in the J and smoke it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought that one was really interesting. There was a love song up there. Oh, uh, is that the the love or the loyalty or the lust? <laughs> Which one? I think they're all kind of like love songs. Lust and lust, but there was a song called Love too, wasn't there? It's like there was love, love, lust, and there was also loyalty. I like loyalty because I know that's what Riri. Mm. It's supposed to line up with the seven deadly sins. I can see that. I can see that because there's like there's wrath. I can see that. Yeah, I'm, I can actually, see that. I'm pulling it up now to see. Okay. What the tracks are? I know there was blood. There was lust. There was yah. Um. I don't know. Wait. I hate Spotify because sometimes you just want to get to what you want to get to. and they just Do you need me to pull up the track list? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, yeah, I pulled the track list. That ain't nothing. I got on my iTunes right here. That is nothing. So I, was just, I was listening to that shit earlier. Fancy oh, sorry. Negro, okay. huh? You see the look on my face? No. I think it's love. Or is it love? I don't to be know. Honest, I don't know because I have it on a playlist with uh, All American Badass, so it's like. Yeah, I was listening to that again this this week too. I don't know, but I enjoy it, and mm-hmm. I enjoy um, I enjoyed the video with Don Cheadle. I haven't seen yeah. that. So there's a video with Don Cheadle. Yeah, Shit, I haven't seen that. Yeah. With I Don that. Cheadle like lip syncing part of the song. Uh-huh. And That's DNA, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I and I was it. looking at it like inside my DNA. Yeah, I got okay. All right. So they're actually kind of like going mm-hmm. back and forth, and I guess it was because um, some movie that Don Cheadle played in. He was Kung Fu Kenny, and oh yeah, that's in Rush Hour Three. Yes. So at some point, I forgot his name. I remember he knew Kung Fu though. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and yeah. somehow they're all tied together. I did read an article about it. At some okay. point, he's uh, Kendrick is. Dressed in like stereotypical old school movie, yeah, gotcha. Asian, quote unquote, Asian garb, yeah. 
and you know, he's using the whole Kung Fu Kenny thing. And do yourself a favor. Watch it. Watch it. Okay. That's what's up. To quote very smart brothers, like, I didn't know I needed that in my life mm-hmm. until I saw it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it was very up. enjoyable. I would definitely co sign that. Yeah. Like, I, stuff I watch on YouTube is less, less substantive, but it's still one of those things that like, when you see it, it's like, I needed that. Oh no! I can't go. I can't just go to YouTube and look for things. Uh, nah, just I things that I've just rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous place. But before we before we depart from the 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 the, the Kendrick Lamar's topic, my my question to you would be this: um, How do you feel? Or are you comfortable at this point? Yeah, because I'm not. I don't. I I like it. I because I've been listening to Kendrick. I want to. I, I want to sound like I'm bragging, but I've been listening to Kendrick for like a very long time. Kendrick J. Cole, you know what I'm saying? I was on the train pretty early. And um, so, like, overexposed, I really don't really put against his other projects because it felt like kind of like, like just a, a side project, kind of like Untitled was. But, like, um, Section 80, Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn, they're, you know, so kind of like, Damn feels like a very thematic album, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to put it in context after something like To Pimp a Butterfly. It fits in context with the rest of that stuff. Have you? I feel like no one's really been listening. He talks a lot about God all the That's time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the actual, just the execution of it. I'm not talking about the subject matter. I'm just talking about the execution, the style, the stylization of it all. I'm not talking about the content. The content, I'm fine with the content. It's just again to pimp a butterfly, and and I guess like there's some things from Untitled where you can see like the, those things how they can play into it to pip a butterfly because it felt like stuff that maybe didn't make the album damn feels very different from to pimp a butterfly and that's mm-hmm. fine you know there's going to be a growth and a departure hopefully like if you listen to michelle and the gay Cello, which i know you do like we have that Thankfully. in common right so like every album she's done has been like different that's just how she gets down I don't and, fit. and not I every don't. time not every time am i able to like reconcile it immediately mm-hmm. it's like okay it's just like you know from I'm gonna go back into to the the annals of Mich- Michelle. So uh, from her first joint to like Peace Beyond Passion, then to Bitter, and then to like you know going through all these different projects, and then you got to Comfort Woman. Like okay, this is this is different, but I loved Comfort Woman. It's not I didn't like it. It's just I'm just trying to like you know I'm just trying to like like where does it fit for me in terms of like do I like this more than To Pimp a Butterfly? Right now I can't say that I do, but I really like it. So are you trying to rank them or are you Yeah, that's to- what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how I how, how I feel about this particular project right now. Like how does it rank? And I honestly I'm trying to do do to not really I do that. I hate that people do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying not to do that. I don't even think that you should do it. That's why I was like, I don't understand where the question is coming from, because you were like you know, how does it fit in? And it's like, well, it feels like a Kendrick Lamar album to me. Like, it it doesn't feel in, like it's good, but it doesn't feel like it's, you know, particularly new or, you know, groundbreaking or like different for him. It's just, it's, it's a Kendrick Lamar album. And, okay, I mean, so I that's kind of what I'm looking for. Go ahead. I think I can see both sides um, because my, I think there is often this desire or need to kind of rank work when an artist puts out a new album um but it's not a thing that necessarily needs to happen sometimes you could just like listen to it and say like it is what it is Mm -hmm. um i think it's hard to 
for me, it was hard to compare it to like, oh, well, how does this compare to To Pimp a Butterfly? Just like saying, how does To Pimp a Butterfly compare to Good Kid, Mad City? And how does Good Kid, Mad City compare to Damn? Um, I think sometimes the work is just the work. And I hadn't even thought about comparing it until I was talking to the SO who's not heard it. And it's like, well, is it better than Good Kid, Mad City? And I was like, uh, it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, it's still different and similar. It's still, you know, Kendrick, but it's yeah. different. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, just kind of like piggybacking off of your um, using Michelle and Deggio Cello as an example of that. Like, I think if you follow someone like her or like most of like two of my favorite artists, um, <laughs> they will give you different stuff every time and tell you not to. Like this is this it's, is what it's, it is. It is it's, it's to its own, right? Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. don't necessarily have to compare this to the last one or the first one or mm-hmm. the one before it or the one between the first and the third. And this is the work, and right. accept right. it as it is. Um, Probably, I enjoy it though so far. I, I, I guess I can I can try to to I guess elaborate a bit more in, in this regard. So. I wasn't trying to like make one necessarily better than the other, but the truth of the matter is, typically when you dig an artist, you're gonna have that in your mind quintessential work. Like, yo, that's my shit right there. I don't care what nobody else says. Like a lot of people will say, "Reasonable Doubt" or "The Black Album." That's their favorite Jay Z album, and that's cool. Like I can respect that you feel that way, and I feel like you know, there's a lot of stuff in this body of work or whatever that you can go with. Some people like Volume One. I personally like American Gangster a little bit more than everything else just because that album was so thematic. And to me, it felt like um, Reasonable Doubt just redone with like soul music and samples and Marvin Gaye. It just resonated with me a little bit differently. So, I mean, I'm not trying to compare, you know, necessarily in, in the strictest sense, compare like to Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. But like there is in my mind as an artist, I'm looking at like the growth. Like 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 I see that there's growth, but I'm just trying to like you know I'm like okay like where was he mentally or spiritually when this when he executed it like this? But I don't think that growth of an artist of I think that growth in artists of certain calibers does not necessarily mean that there's always going to be a qualitative difference, which is why I feel like he puts together a good product all the time. So mm-hmm. if there had been something about the work that had not been, that had been a little slipshod, then I would be like, then we could talk about the quality of it. But I feel like, you know, what you like is subjective. Of course. I'm, you know, so- I'm just, but I'm just trying to, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to figure out exactly where I like that. Like, I don't know if I would rank the album as the greatest Kendrick Lamar album. That's that's all I'm saying. It's just like you know, I'm I'm still listening to it. I'm still processing it. So I don't really exactly understand. Outside of saying that I really like the album, I think he did a good job. But I mean, that's not uncommon. I think he he's put together good work and he takes it seriously. I just I don't know exactly where I would like say like people ask me for like super like in depth discussion. I don't know what to tell you at this point. I can. For Childish Gambino, when he did Awaken My Love, I could very easily say to me, I think that's probably his his biggest departure. And I can say, well, why I like that album so much. But it's still, I'm, I'm not going to try to compare that to like um, Camp. I'm not going to do that. So I, I I get what you're saying. I'm just, to me, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where I am on the album. 
You know, like, you know, like, like I get most black on both sides is way different from the new danger. I like them both equally. Very, yeah. I like them both equally. But at the same time, in my mind, I think black on both sides is better. Black on both sides. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's like I like the both. But it's just at the same time, it's just like, you know, it's just when you start running down the list, like, yo, it's got this, it's got this, it's got that. And not to say that, you know, New Danger New doesn't Danger have was pretty shit. good though. Yeah, you know, Best Type Parade mm-hmm. and you know, like, you know, Boogeyman song, and like he's got a lot of stuff on there, but at the end of the day. It's just, you know, and I can say the same thing for Talib Kweli. I can say the same thing for Redman. You know, Muddy Waters is my favorite Redman CD. I don't care what he does from this point forward. That's going to be my favorite Redman CD. That's just it. I'm saying, I'm not saying he didn't have other joints. It's just how I feel. So it's, 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 not, it's not me trying to look look for any, any like, you know, necessary flaws or, or like, you know, missteps. It's just artistically it's just I like to try to see where people are going with things whatever like I think J. Cole is another example I think For Your Eyes Only is very different from what he's done up to this point and so, I, I'm and not mad at it I'm not mad at either what I'm doing it. and apparently uh, that song he has My Neighbors Think I'm Selling Drugs is real because he showed did you see like the I didn't I see the, the HBO thing. I yeah, I have about not that. seen the documentary. Okay, yeah, I forgot but I about saw that. there was like a little a, a little screen grab, a little shot where and was it wasn't a screen grab. Sorry, it was a little video that showed this like SWAT team like kicking in his door because it's from it's um, video from like security cameras at mm-hmm. his house and it shows like the SWAT team like kicking in his door. Yeah, that's the, that that'll make you feel way about your neighbors. Well. <laughs> Pick up North Carolina. Yeah. Is he still living in North Carolina? Way to keep racism going. Hmm? He's still living in North Carolina? Okay. Which I didn't know until his wife had the baby. Oh, he got married. I didn't know he got married. I thought he, he got was... married and had a kid. No, I thought he was just engaged to her for a while, but no, I think he did have like a real low key wedding. He did. It came out in an interview. Some guy was like, oh, well, what does your wife think about something? He was just like, dude, was it? Wait, yeah. who's married? J. Cole. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are so robbed every time you, you miss one of Chrissy's expressions. I just feel about him. I was talking about Steph Curry last night and like, who wants to fuck him? I, really? I, I can't answer that question. Like, like, apparently not you. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's a little pale for my taste. It's, just a little... it's, not even, it's not even that. Okay, so what is it? Like, break it down. Like, I'm help because this is helpful for guys. Like, to know, like, yeah, share. Well, I mean, I feel like J. Cole and Drake fit on the same page with like niggas stop talking. I feel like I feel like Drake is a little more egregious in in uh, his in his emo ways. Uh, I I would say that personally, but that's just me. I feel yeah. I can't I can't put I can't J. put J. Cole, J. Cole and Drake, Drake in the same book. in the same. I do. Okay, I feel you. I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna respectfully disagree. Maybe not to the same extent, but guilty of the same crime. <laughs> okay. True. And um, Steph Curry just looks like it would be wafted. Like you'd be like, mm, I left the house for that. I know they've been together long enough, though. Maybe she's been able to like train him. Who? They seem like a really. They seem like a legitimately cute couple, though. What do two virgins have to teach each other? Hey, maybe they maybe they watch a lot of shit together. Like, hey, you want to try that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I could get it from one of them, them, them chicks on the road. Oh, okay. I don't know. Which goes <laughs> don't know. back. 
Which goes back to my point of what groupy asshole is trying to fuck Steph Curry. I guarantee they're plenty. Yeah, they're, they're plenty. Because there's so many people that just want to be say that they have that you know they did something with a star. Quote, trying unquote. to snatch that semen like they did with Melo. So let me ask you a question. So, hey, good dick or not, if you a you're an NBA player and somebody snatched that seed, you gotta know better. It don't matter how wacky your dick is. Your checks are nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how much of a mistake this was in contract, but I don't know that much, obviously. So I don't want to speak like you know, like I know some shit that I don't. I don't. But um, from what I've heard, I've heard that they've been separated for some time, and I've heard they've been living quote unquote separate lives. So who? Mello Mello and, and Lala. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to oh, H U family. Um, so I, I don't I don't know the extent of it. Um, uh, I was hoping that it wasn't true because that's uh, kind of like one of those things I kind of rooted for them just because I just want to see. We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Really, really. I feel like if I had that like on, <laughs> I would play that right now. Yeah, but um, I I kind of felt I'm I'm kind of a little thrilled right now because what I understand is it started off she was a stripper. And come to find out, no, she's a social worker. This is what I heard is that oh, she's not a stripper. She's a social social worker you know, with a master's degree. Like, like so, she's an actual social worker. That, social that's, worker. That's what, that's what I've and I br- heard. And I bring this up because that's why I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've heard. Because the the guy that like went on Facebook Live over the Easter holiday weekend and decided to shoot this old man, oh, man. walking. I didn't from, watch that. I didn't watch, I didn't it. watch it either. Yeah, but shot this man walking from Easter dinner home. Steve Stevens, that's the yeah, Facebook that Live killer. Yeah. So initially, I'm a I'm a social worker. Mm-hmm. I am a licensed social worker. Initially, when it came out, it was like, oh, you know, he's a social worker and he killed this person, and it kind of made me feel a little kind of way because he's he doesn't have a master's degree. He's not licensed. He's actually a caseworker, and it's like anytime you decide to like help people, they want to lump you in and call you a social worker, mm-hmm. and it's like very yeah. degrading to the profession and. Yeah. Very annoying. So this girl is like a social worker, social worker, or does she work at like income maintenance or something? For what I understood, what was reported when I heard it on the radio, I won't mm. say which station. Sounds like lies. Uh, this was, but this was after she was supposedly a stripper. That's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, come to find out, she's not actually a stripper. You can look it up, please. Of I like. I, am. I know. I like clarification myself. I'm just saying what I heard after the fact. What Wait, I'm. What you, my point about? is my. Uh, hmm. I don't. Somebody, go ahead. You alright over there? No. You having a moment? What's wrong? Nothing. You you look so perturbed right now. <laughs> <laughs> she has a master's degree in health communication. I don't know what the fuck that means. What? Who is a social worker? Me. Who killed who? I didn't kill anyone. Oh, <laughs> uh, you like like apparently the audio went out. Like like what happened? Like there's a lot going on. Yes, I feel like y'all were talking about this story and I don't know nothing about it, so I was waiting for it to come it, out. It, it, there were like two different things. There were two different things. So Takia mentioned with regard to the Facebook live killer on Easter Sunday, Steve Stevens. You heard about that, yes? Yes. Yes. He was a social worker? No. That, that, but that was, that's how he was reported. And that's kind of speaking to what my, they my said issue he was. was a social worker? That's they what they said. said. They did say that. I he saw was that. a case manager. 
I saw that. He he did work in a behavioral health clinic with at-risk children. Yeah. But he was not a so, social worker. And, but that's actually kind of going towards what I was speaking about because like it, like there there's a very wide gulf either way between being a social worker or somebody of that ilk, somebody along those lines and being a stripper. So it's just like yeah. really <laughs> really come on man really like seriously like, like yeah so it's just like one of those things and it's like it's just the way like things get out there it's just like narrative is so important to me you know what I mean I, I want to make sure that I'm equipped with the best information and I feel like you know the way narratives are shaped so quickly that becomes what people just latch onto and that's the story so mm-hmm. something along the lines of the dude, the, the the dude who killed all those people in the nightclub in in Orlando. Mm-hmm. You know, he claimed ISIS, but ISIS didn't claim him. Like nobody, but that, <laughs> but the way enough. people talk about, it, like, yeah, people, you know, ISIS was killing in Florida. No, they weren't. That dude had some issues with his sexuality, and he had some other things going on, and he just wanted to take some people out before he went. He knew he was gonna kill himself. ISIS, Mariah carried his ass like I don't know. Well, here's my issue with the whole ISIS thing. I mean, I feel like Dave Chappelle, like, just because of your Wu-Tang before I go fuck a bitch doesn't mean that I'm part of the Wu-Tang clan. Basically. Mm-hmm. Basically. that. But then I also feel like this, because this is the thing that nobody talks about with these terrorist people. They have all beaten their wives, mothers, children, somebody. They are all domestic abusers. And so I think we need to be less concerned about somebody saying, I'm with ISIS. And more concerned about what we're doing with people who are domestic abusers. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm mad at that. Yeah, people don't give a shit about domestic violence. No. I mean, or, or I being like because it's like, like the people at the highest, the higher levels are able to do it. Like, what, was it you? I, I don't want to misquote. Was it you who told me that Bill O'Reilly uh, yoked up his wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't that know was, that. I wasn't aware. In a divorce transcript. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a public knowledge. Okay, so like, no, no, I'm not saying it like that. I'm okay. saying that that's how downplayed domestic violence gets. That this mm-hmm. should be in court transcripts. It be in the public record, and people be all surprised. Like, oh, that happened. And you'd be like, right. See, we don't care about when people beat their wives and children. So I mean, we don't Donald know. Trump got elected after he said just grab him in the pussy. Like, How about his <laughs> wife accused him of rape in their divorce yes, deposition? she did. Who? Ivanka. Iv- Ivanka, whatever her name is. Wow, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah, in court, in open court, said he raped me. Wow. That's kind of deep right there. Yes. It's kind of deep right there. So uh, while we're speaking about Bill O'Reilly... Um, are there, are there any thoughts about Mr. Riley's dismissal from Fox News after 20 years? You're so nice to call him Mr. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be classy. Stay um, classy, San Diego. The That's only reason <laughs> why they have allowed him to be fired is because they're trying to buy a British news corporation, Fox News' parent company. And Fox News' parent company... Um, and trying to buy this British corporation that does the news, I think it's Sky News or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, many people, many activists do not actually want the kind of climate that exists on Fox News in the UK. And so they have used the allegations that are going on with Bill Riley and Roger Ailes to say that 
they should the parent company should not be able to lie, to to buy Sky News because they promote a culture that is basically hostile to women and it is a toxic workplace. And so the only reason why they've really fired Bill O'Reilly is because they want this British TV station, because if they didn't want this British TV station, they would continue to allow Bill O'Reilly to do what the fuck he's been doing. Um, I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm not saying that's not a completely valid and I was not aware of that. So I'm oh no, yeah, no, because what happened was an activist who actually works over here and has been helping to uh, help with the Bill O'Reilly allegations actually was contacted by people when the parent company made their bid to go by Sky News was contacted by people to see if she could put to help them. She, she wrote them a letter and also gave them, provided them with detailed documentation about what's been going on with the Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly scandal, because it's not been covered over there in the UK. Mm-hmm. And they specifically solicited her and asked her to provide this letter and the documentation that is in the public record here to the uh, whoever the authorities over there in the UK who determine whether or not the sale can go through for that purposes. And when this happened is when they fired him. Okay, but I, I mean, I'm not saying that this that's not part of it, but I, I don't want to dismiss the the fact that 60, roughly 60 advertisers pulled out. When you start pulling money, that's also another way. The one, the one of the only ways that you can really affect people who have money is to hit them in their pockets. So, like, I understand, like, trying to make a sale. I'm not saying that that's not a valid reason or concern as to why he was fired. But I don't want to make it sound like Mercedes Benz and other companies pulling their advertising dollars out of Fox News was not something that was a deterrent as well to keeping him there. You know, and other allegations. I don't know about if y'all heard about the alleged hot chocolate allegation mm-hmm. coming out, but I don't. I don't think that that was going to help either. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's valid or not, but you know, it's it's not going to help. I mean, Fox News is the devil. It is, but you can't like you know the followers. I I I maintain that I think uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly is going to wind up on satellite radio for a couple years, and then he'll probably make his way back to network television like nothing ever happened. Um. On another note, I had a coworker. Uh, uh, he showed me. I, I have a really cool coworker who. Uh, he's a. Uh, uh, we trade information back and forth all day. Did you hear about this? Nah, I didn't. Like, did you hear about this? Have you seen this? No. So like, uh, he's the one that actually put me on a hurt bay. Like you know, like yeah, you ever seen a hurt bay? So like, I don't know why he knew about hurt bay, but yeah, he, he told me about hurt bay or whatever. So it's like uh we keep each other in the loop on a lot of things. So he's like, yeah. So he was laughing because what happens while we're working, you know, we, we live in where we work, or whatever we can't like, there's not a lot we can do in terms of like outside anything. So, you know, we listen to things while we work, you know, and he was listening to Al Franken, like basically roast the hell out of Bill O'Reilly, like while Bill O'Reilly was there. So this is some years back, whatever, but Al Franken had written a book called, uh, liars and uh, lies and a lie and liars who tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, Al Franken basically does what Al Franken does. He laid out the whole scenario. This is what happened. And he said, I called you, Bill. And I asked you this. Basically, Bill O'Reilly was making the assertion that uh, Current Affair had won two Peabody Awards, which is the most prestigious award in media, according to Bill O'Reilly. And then he's like, yo, uh, that didn't happen. And I just was confused. So I called you to ask you whatever. And then, you know, you changed it. And, you, you know, all of a sudden, all the transcripts saying that you had done that, all of those disappeared and so forth and so on. And it's like, you know, so Bill O'Reilly was heated. 
Like, you know, and the funny thing is the way the clip started off is I don't like to call people names, blah, 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 blah. And like 10 minutes later, the first thing he does is call Al Franken an yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing he does. So I like, I'm, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get on like my, like, you know, like soapbox and try to like, you know, shout down and say he got what he deserved. I don't, I don't know if this is all that he deserves. I don't know. I wasn't there. And it's not for me to say. I'm just saying, I just find it interesting that a lot of these people like to throw rocks at other people and try to like, you know, create these campaigns like what he did to Ludacris, you know, mm-hmm. Ludacris being in that Pepsi um, campaign or whatever, like just messing with his money, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like these things come back around. So I was just like, it's not lost on me is what I'm saying. So um, and I still I think there, there are a lot of Bill O'Reilly moments that I'm just like, dude, really? But like that Michelle Obama thing with the slaves were treated well. He's just a, that that right there. I'm like, come on, man! Like for real. A lot of horrible things. Yeah, and it's just yeah. So I'm not, I'm not I'm not mad he's gone, but I don't I don't think he's like gone gone. I think he'll find another way to weasel his way back in. He's got way too much of a fan base, and satellite radio will probably well, allow him more. There's a lot of horrible leeway. horrible people in America. So. Unfortunately, a lot of horrible people are all over the place. But, you know, we have our fair share. So. Speaking of horrible people. What's up? This weekend, why won't y'all just leave people alone? Um, <laughs> it's another segment. It's another segment. Yeah, you know, I'm trying some things out. Uh, was it United that beat the woman, hit the woman with a stroller? I don't hear. I didn't hear about yes! that. Yes! Oh my God! The dude hit the lady with the baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, United. It was American because you know the airlines do want to. Spread the stupidity. Yes. An American Airlines flight attendant took this woman's stroller from her. She had her baby. She was holding her baby. And he hit her with the stroller. And other passengers were like, dude, the fuck you doing? So then the American Airlines flight attendant is like, hit me. Hit me. Go ahead. Hit me, man. Yeah. I was like that. These guys aren't feeling so friendly these days. No, not at all. Is there a reason why? Like, of course, we're not gonna know the real reason. We don't know what happened before, but like, was there an explanation? Well, she was on the video crying. Yeah, was there an explanation? Workplace yeah. stress, possibly. Yeah, but you should that doesn't that don't give you a right to hit pregnant. Well, mm-hmm. not pregnant, like women with babies in arms. That's no, it doesn't. But you know, like flight attendants don't make more than like forty, fifty thousand dollars a bet. You got Basically, options, bro. If, if it's that bad, where you you, you got to make a choice between quitting your job and hitting a woman with a baby in her arms, then the G thing to do is just like you know, just like wrap it up, like uh, just stop. Yeah, so transition somewhere else. Maybe I need to work somewhere. Maybe I need to throw bags for a little while. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I'm just saying. Like it's a good way to get rid of your stress because they give no shits about your bag. Yeah. People go in there all types of like like really good luggage come out and looks like stuff broken off. Shout out to that carry on life. Yeah. Or maybe stuff missing. I don't know. I carry on. I've seen exposés where you know people like you know like go into people's bags. Like yeah, yeah, they're not to be trusted. I carry my shit on. It's gonna be right here with me. I am at it. It's like even if you're on a long trip, you carry on. Hey man, three weeks in Thailand, I had everything I needed in my carry on bag. Man, I need to know how to pack like that, yo. Yo, my sister-in-law. Yeah, that's my my sister-in-law. Yo, how do you do that? Well, she has Chucks, first of all, so I know you were probably wearing those, and those are malleable, so... Yeah, I had Chucks, and I had, like, sandals, but um, packing cubes are a huge help. What are packing cubes? Packing cubes. They're... um, Enlighten us. (laughs) 
I know, right? So it's like, yeah, you should Google it because I can't, I can't describe it. I'm gonna well. Google it. Oh so, yeah. When when um when Cicely and I went to Paris last year, mm-hmm. she was looking. Well, and she's, Cicely. Hey, see murder. She's never killed anyone though, but she's a social worker. <laughs> but um, and she's looking at. She's like, I don't understand how you got everything in this little bag because my bag is like very small. It's, it, you know, it's carry on size. It's compartment size. Mm-hmm. And she's like these. Packing cubes don't look like they would really make a difference, mm-hmm. but they do. So they they kind of they kind yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry, people. I'm really bad at describing things. But if you're listening to this right now, just just call up your girl girlfriend Google. Oh my God, I need these in my life. Ladies and they gentlemen, come in I'm different just, I just sizes. I want to point out to you that uh, whether she admits it or not, <coughs> she's trying to she's trying to hit me. It's like a word. You forget, hey, post-editing, I can always just turn that down. Uh, you ain't shit. Yeah, I know. I've been told often, but I just want to point out that T. Rich is actually a pretty dope poet when she wants to be. But outside of that, um, uh, and she's very good with like both metaphor and simile. But Did I you see the packing cubes, K-Savage? Packing cubes, yeah, yeah. So as I was saying, along with the packing cubes, my- I, I need those in my life. You do. My sister They come in different sizes. So Absolutely. yeah, packing cubes are life. So, get you some packing cubes and carry your shit on. So, my sister-in-law, because I want to, you know, while we're doing shout-outs, what up, Toy? Uh, <laughs> my sister-in-law is, like, the most gangster packer ever. We went on, like, a, a one-week cruise, and she had, like, I, like, she had virtually no luggage with her at all. But she had, like, a, like a formal gown in there, like, heels, like, like basketball clothes, like, like, everything she needed for the time. I'm like, where did you, like, how did you come through that? She's tall. So like for me, that's part of the problem when it comes to like packing, whatever. Like I don't, I can't just put my shoes in just a regular bag because my feet. You put yeah. your shit in your shoes. Yeah, I know. You roll like st- like socks and underwear and put them in there. I get yeah. that, but still, they they're just like if I wear like two pairs, if I take two pairs of shoes, which I'm going to do, I'm going to take two to three pairs at least. Um, I have to take my regular. But even boots. when I went to Iceland and I had to take an extra pair of boots because we went into the glacier. Every, there was so much stuff that went into the boots because I I'm not taking a big bag. Mm-hmm. Ever since I I found a way to just travel with, I think it's like a um, I think my bag is 21 inches. Yeah, I knew you were gonna do that. Ever since I figured out like this this is everything. Just being able to just throw my bag in the overhead, grab it, and go on about my life. If it doesn't fit in that bag, then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I, we'll have to talk more about this offline. I yeah. Thought. I mean, and it doesn't look like it's really going to make any significant difference in your life, but it does. Okay. Packing I mean, I'm I'm, 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 I'm interested. They're I'm interested. Everything. That's what, that's what I am. And they don't cost that much. Cicely's so. like, you have more clothes than me and my bag is like twice as big as yours. It's like, hey girl, you got to get your life with these packing cubes They're everything. It's not the size of the bag. It's the... I was hoping you would help me out. I, I, I didn't have anything after mm-hmm. that. Just, just let me just like. I'm gonna leave you on that Just let one. me drown in open water. I'm huh? gonna let you drown in that open water. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's this week's segment in whatever I said it was. Hey, why don't you just leave people alone? Why don't you just leave people alone? <laughs> True indeed. True indeed. Get you some packing cubes. So, K Savage, what's going on? How 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 class is going with you? Well, so I'm starving, so I don't actually have the brain capacity 
uh, right now. So I'm not totally behind, but um, I've gotten a pass on my deadlines because I need to figure out how to get some fat into my diet. So there's a couple things going on. So like um, from a dietary aspect, um, I went, I had some blood drawn. They're not necessarily sure what's going on. I had a wonderful talk with the PCP where he informed me, I'm going to take this blood from you. But just so you know, I don't really know what's going on. He was like, I mean, your symptoms tell me that, like, you're probably starving and your diet. He was like, because I remember you can't eat anything. He was like, but we don't actually know how people, like, how much of the nutrition people absorb from food and they don't have any way to measure it. So I think um, I'm doing okay in my classes. I'm about to uh, finish up with y'all, go to the giant, get some candy and finish writing this paper. Um, so, you know, I'm gonna be good in general, but I think what I, my takeaway from this is that, um, yeah, doctors don't know what the fuck they're doing and they don't really, really know how the human body works. That's no. why I, Slim, Slim told me this when I got really sick in 2015. At some point, I'm gonna talk about this like in depth on the show, but I got really sick a couple years ago. He said, that's why they call it practicing medicine. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, it's yep. like, like that's one of those, like, yeah, true indeed. Yeah. And I mean, for as much as people talk about WebMD and, you know, like, you shouldn't be online looking up your symptoms. Let me tell you, being online looking up my symptoms is how I figured out what the fuck was wrong with me because they had no clue. And they kept trying to tell me I was crazy. And I was like, I may be many things, definitely a little nutty. But what I am not is up in here having a moment. I'm actually fucking sick. Like, y'all need to figure this the fuck out. So, yeah. School is all right. I'm I'm wrapping it up. I am probably going to unofficially sit in on a summer school class. So my Mondays and my Thursdays will be uh, spent uh, learning depressing shit about slavery and religion. Um, that sounds fun. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. But. All the similarities. Um, I am looking forward to the semester being over. I can hear that. I can dig that. Well, we uh, we salute you. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I know it's I know it's not easy, but uh, yeah, way way to stick that out. Uh, yes, and I hopefully you know they can get their shit together and they can get this curriculum together, and one day I like to Kia will be a licensed social worker too. Yay! My goal, my goal is to be a social worker chaplain because I want to be a part of the movement that wants social workers, I mean, that wants chaplains to be social workers because, like, it's too much going on in the healthcare arena for um, chaplains not to have social worker skills. Okay. Not enough comfort in people. They need to be able to provide uh, more material support than they currently do. I agree with that. Because up. because there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes along with a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the administrative stuff that people don't think has to do with chaplaincy. But there's a lot of support that people need. And not only that, but I think that there are a lot of people who may not necessarily take help from a social worker or seek the help of the support services that are available to them, but may seek out a chaplain and chaplains, if they're properly trained as social workers can Mm -hmm. actually help people to fill in the gaps. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, we dealing with some heavy shit with death and dying. And the reality is um, it may not be good enough. I think for you to just 
have some CPE credits and be like a pastor somewhere like or 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 you know like be 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 like good at at the god stuff like i think that you have to have some real skills and that like you know chaplains who um i think that most people who are chaplains probably respect the fact that you know like counseling is important but i also feel like you know they need to be able to really direct people to those resources. And sometimes mm-hmm. they may need, may need to be able to be that intermediate emergency resource before they can be um, referred because, you know, people, people need help and um, can't pray it all away. You cannot pray it all away. And some of the existential stuff has to do with just the practical living of life, you know? And so like the two cannot be divorced. Um, and I think that they probably should not be for the benefit of all of us. Word. Okay. But if Howard can't get their shit together, I'm going to Wesley Theological, so. Mm. Oh, Howard. I just remember just some of the, the, the confusion, because I had a student um, when I was at my last job who was at Howard, and it was just. Right. Do you know how bad that has to be for somebody to actually say, I am going to mid-grad school transfer to another school? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when is this, when when are things due? Like, I don't, there's no calendar. I mean, it gave us a calendar for fall, but we're like in spring now. It's just, and I didn't go to Howard, so. I had a teacher this semester who, no bullshit, said, you have this paper due on the ninth week of school. Can I get a date, my nigga? The ninth week. The ninth week. He said, let's do the ninth week of class. Now you got to do math. When the fuck? Right, exactly. Exactly. Hello? Hello? You use the same syllabus every time, don't you? You just don't want to change. You don't want to put any dates in here. So you can just keep saying it's the ninth week. Girl, and then wait. Like, so the, the first assignment was in bold. And then he got lazy. Or maybe he, like, stopped formatting, like, mid, like, something because he got distracted but the rest of the assignments were not involved they were just run on sentences you know I'm what I'm not, saying I'm not you adjusting it this. it's like you can't even properly format your syllabus but you want me to hand shit in on time mm-hmm. nigga please <laughs> just like when his class was when I realized his class was a glorified bible study and I am telling on myself so whoever's listening go run tell that um, when I realized that his class was a glorified Bible study, I stopped going because you know what I didn't do when I did go to church? Go to fucking Bible study. So I definitely didn't pay $3,500 to sit in Bible study. I mean, and the nigga wasn't talking about anything especially important or enlightening. I actually told everybody else what they were supposed to be getting out of the class because I told him one day in an email, I don't relate to what you're doing because I'm not a Christian and I'm confused because you be talking and I don't understand. And he was like, oh, well, the point is this. And I was like, oh. So then in class, like the next week, people were like, what What are we doing here? And I was like, this is the point of the class. <laughs> and they were like, really? I was like, right, because you wouldn't have got any of that from the lectures that he'd be giving because he don't be giving lectures. He'd be like, let's read the Gospel of Mark. And he'd give you like 30, 40 minutes and then be like, okay, now tell me all the instances of discipleship. Nah, nigga, you tell me. That's what this class is about. You telling me what discipleship is. Not me telling you what I think it is. Bless your heart. I don't have the I don't have the patience at this age in life for school. You don't have the bandwidth? I can't. <laughs> I just I can't. Um, 
you know, if I had not spent so much time out of the workplace, I actually would not be back in school. But having spent so much time out of the workplace, I need to a prove that I am reliable as an employee and b um, be able to provide something that is good enough to explain why I've been gone for so long. And a new piece of paper is always you know, <laughs> used to do that. So, I mean, I, I say that. But the weirdest thing about divinity school for me is that. I am in this weird no man's land. Everybody is either fresh, like kind of freshish out of college. So like mid Mm twenties, some of them late twenties, but most of them really mid Mm twenties. And then a bunch of 55, 65 year olds. Who got the calling. Right. And Mm -hmm. then there's me firmly in the middle. Right. And then there's me firmly in the middle. Like "Mm, y'all too old. Y'all too young. I don't relate. Um, Goldilocks. It is a really weird like situation to be in where it's like, mm, I am truly middle aged in this right here. And I feel middle aged. I I, well, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, I'm being I mean, funny. Go ahead. It wasn't a good joke. Let's keep moving. I ain't got no problem with aging. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us do. You know? it's, it's, it's cool. It's better than the opposite. It, it is. Some people don't. Some people don't like to age. You know what I'm uh, saying? It's going to happen. Mm. What's gonna happen? Like, it's like, how are you doing it? It's like like if you're living your life right, you you shouldn't notice it that much. This is true. You so I'm median, I'm median aged, and it makes for a weird like thing sometimes because I'd be in the middle of two age groups who like on a lot of levels I don't relate to you. Right. Mm. I'm just trying to listen to Kendrick Lamar. I know. I feel like this well, is a good and then age, here's though. the thing: I'm a heathen. So the funny thing is I roll in there and I'm always listening to trap music and they just be looking at me like they be putting all these little memes in the group meet, like little religious memes and everybody be getting it. And I'd be like, I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to tell them in the chat the other day, I was like, I'm a heathen and a savage, and I find all of this to be a little bit too much. I am departing from this. Bye. <laughs> yeah, especially when one of the sentences was fucking Bible study. This Girl. class is fucking Bible study. Yeah, I'm just that? saying. I'm just saying. It, the funny thing about it is they tell us the whole time this is not supposed to be Bible study. It's supposed to be real scholarship. So that's when I like when we got to Bible study, I was like, mm, y'all lied to me. I feel cheated. Mm. Well, you live and you learn. Anybody else got anything else? Because I, I feel like uh, they're, they're, I, I'm trying just, to stay away from politics this week. Sorry, we just passed the one year anniversary of the Prince. passing. Yeah, of I didn't want to talk about it. Okay. I know. Wait, a one-year anniversary for what? Prince the passing. passing of Prince. Yeah. Oh, yes, and they're hot on the trail of whoever sold him that fentanyl. Oh, yeah, are they? At least they're trying to be. <laughs> yeah, because apparently none of the drugs in his house were legal, so, you know. It's like a prescribed as bodyguards. Yeah, that's reportedly. what I heard. But this is what I would like to say. No bullshit. If I was a drug dealer and I sold drugs to an undercover cop, that is fair game. If somebody in my little network get caught up and they get talking, that is fair game. I got a real fucking problem with a motherfucker being persecuted because he sold drugs to somebody extra famous. That's some fucked up shit. I just want to say. And if I was a drug dealer and motherfuckers came to me and like had too much money or looked too good or like I caught a whiff of something, 
I'm just going to say I wouldn't be selling drugs to a celebrity. And I'm going to say to any drug dealers who may be listening, don't sell drugs to celebrities because if they die, you're going to go down for no reason. Trust that's just take on that. a celebrity. I mean, I think but, that should be the takeaway from Prince's death and Michael, and Michael Jackson. Jackson. Right. Don't get celebrities high. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, because they tracked down the dude that sold him that fentanyl too. And it's like 16. I thought it was heroin with Philip Seymour Hoffman. It was heroin, but I think it was laced with fentanyl. So it was like, you know, a bunch of other people had OD'd off the shit and they weren't really giving a fuck. But Philip Seymour Hoffman dies and that was a fucking problem. I forgot about Sell that. houses and cars to celebrities, but not drugs. I mean, that's how a lot of people make their, their ends meet, especially around Maybe Hollywood. even Maybe even babies and organs, but not drugs. Wow. And on organs. that note. You can sell <laughs> organs, people, and note. babies, oh, but not drugs. That's where the line is. <laughs> that's note. the line. Okay. <laughs> babies and organs, but not drugs. I'm just saying. <laughs> so... <laughs> My last last for the day is going to be if you take out a mortgage to pay your adoption, see my air quotes, adoption costs, you bought a baby. I'd have rather bought the baby from the baby from the bitch who had it. I'm just saying. And on that happy ass (laughs) note, we're going to put a bow on this baby and wrap it up. (laughs) But you don't have to buy it. It's free for you. So those coins that you say, listen to this, you can go buy a baby or an organ. Just not drugs. I don't know where we went. We went somewhere hard left. That is all we have for today, thank God, because I don't know where the hell else this could go. Um, Closing things out, this is T. Rich. This is Kay Savage. This is DaVinci Parks, a.k.a. Leaving the Third. And before we get out of here, just want to remind you that we are on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. I'm not really like putting Google Play out there anymore. I'm we're kidding. on all the places you find your podcasts. Own, and we're on our own website, yes. which, by the way, I listened to the show from the website the other day, and it's smooth cut off after an hour. Oh, it did? Good yeah. To know. Good to know. So, like, my, that was what, probably not something I should be talking about on the outro, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> So, you know, I wasn't sure. Was that a time limit thing? Nah, it shouldn't be, nah. because no, it goes over an hour or something. Yeah, yeah, it definitely goes over and, an hour. And the only reason why I was concerned is because that was the, I, I referred my mama. Okay, well, I, I'll look into that. But uh, the there's a website. There's also the Facebook group. And ladies and gentlemen, please follow us at Flash Black Radio and at Flash Black News. Flash Black Radio on Twitter is going to give you all the stuff relating to shows and product and content and all that stuff. And the news is just going to keep you informed of all the craziness that's going on and the shit you might have missed. Thank you so much for listening. a lot of shit you might have missed. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate y'all, man. Please continue to listen. Please continue to tell your folks. And uh, stay blessed out there. Stay woke. Peace. Vote for us and have a wonderful week. Vote for us. That's not what it means either. Well, because they have to rate us when they when they when they. Rate us. Rate us like. Oh, I, I was like, we're in the ballot. I didn't, I didn't know. I wasn't ready. Tell the platform that you listen to us on that we are popular. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> love you, Christy. Yeah. I know what's going on with you today, but I love you. You know, you know exactly what's going on with it. Vote for us, bitches. Bye, bitches.
babies and organs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not drugs. drugs. Not drugs. <laughs> <laughs> because that was, that was